Hey everyone, welcome to the At Peace Teen Mentoring Podcast. My name is Pink Freud and I received my bachelor's in psychology from Caldwell University and now I'm a current student at Walden University pursuing my master's dual degree in clinical mental health counseling and school counseling. Here on this channel, I discuss topics in psychology and relate them to people and events in pop culture. With this in mind, please remember that I'm not a licensed mental health professional. Therefore, anything discussed in this episode shouldn't be used as a scholarly source nor a tool for diagnosis. All right, you ready? Let's get started. So today I'm going to be talking about the psychology of music, and I was inspired to do this topic after hearing some pretty interesting music news this week. So to begin, we have the Golden Globe Awards, and it was a little different this year as opposed to the years before that. And it was different because you had um, no celebrities, no paparazzi, and not even a chance to live stream the event but I would like to congratulate West Side Story and Billie Eilish for their fantastic win. Congratulations to the both of you. Much love and much success. So in this episode, I'm going to be discussing how the brain processes a song, how music correlates with personality and age, and how music has healing properties, both for your mental health and for your physical health. So to begin, we're going to be listening to We Don't Talk About Bruno by the famous movie now Encanto. And we're going to be discussing how our brains process what we hear. So stay tuned. all right so let's get into how our brain just processed what we heard so let's break it down between rhythm and pitch so when it comes down to rhythm rhythm would be the part of the song that goes bum, 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 with the drums and everything in the background and this is processed by the cerebellum the cerebellum is located near the back of the neck and rhythm is also processed by the motor cortex. And the motor cortex is usually the spot around your temples where you rub when you have a headache or when someone's getting on your nerves. And this is the part of the area that the part of the brain that also processes rhythm. So remember, rhythm has to do with cerebellum is processed by the cerebellum and the motor cortex. So now when we move on to pitch, pitch is the part where the lyrics come in and the singing comes in, you know, we don't talk about Bruno, that part. So this is processed near the back of the neck by the cerebellum. And it is also processed by the auditory cortex, which is near the ear. And when I say near the ear, this is the part where you have the back of your ear and where your hair or your hairline begins. So remember, pitch has to do with the cerebellum and auditory cortex, and rhythm has to do with the cerebellum and the motor cortex. 
So I don't know about you, but sometimes when I see celebrities and stuff like that perform, like I wonder to myself, I'm like, well, what is going on in their heads? Like, what is their brain like? How is it working? You know, those things are very interesting to me. So I learned that performing music is done with the help of the cerebellum, which we know is located near the back of the neck, the motor cortex, which is located again near the temples of the forehead. And here's a new one. It's also processed by the sensory cortex. Now the sensory cortex is a part of the brain that's near the top of the ear. So if you place your finger on the top of your ear and you trace it to the middle of your head, that is the part where the sensory cortex is located. So remember, performing music has is, is done by the cerebellum, motor, motor cortex, and sensory cortex. And when we get into our taste of music, I don't know about you, but my taste of music has changed a lot over time. When I was younger, um, when I was a teenager, I used to listen to a lot of uh, more stimulating music and music that was just like in your face, whether it was like rap music or whether it was rock music. And then as I got older and to present day, now I listen to music that doesn't have any words. <laughs> so there is a correlation between music type and age. So let's get into that. Science Daily claims that music stages occur throughout a person's entire life and it begins or it reaches its peak around the adolescent and teenage age. So you teens out there, you guys are at a stage, according to Rolf Linskog, where identity development is important to you. And he claims that young people can use music to form identity. And this is why when you're a teenager, you listen to a lot of intense music, such as punk music or heavy metal. And an example of punk music would be Nessa Barrett's music or Avril Lavigne or Pink's music. And like I said, those are to establish identity and go against the norm. And when I say go against the norm, it's it's true, because when you turn on radio stations or you listen to the top songs in the top 100 on the billboards, like you don't really see a lot of punk or rock music. So the next stage that we enter in our musical journey in life is the stage that occurs from young adulthood to adulthood. Now, this stage has more calmer elements to music and more mellow tones. And this muse, an example of this would be R&B music, like if you listen to The Weeknd or Solange or even some of Beyonce's older or older music. And um, we have pop music as well. So this would include Adele, Ariana Grande, Ed Sheeran, and and um, pretty much any other pop artist that comes to mind. So when we're in that point of adulthood and things like that, this music, this is when musical interest is dependent on the, possi the possibility of developing close relationships. Because when you're out at a party or you're out at a restaurant and you're listening to music and, and there's other people around and you're in a social environment, it's very easy to bond with someone over your favorite kind of music. 
So not only can music help you perform, um, help you develop close relationships, but it also can help you develop romantic relationships as well. And speaking of romance, if there are, you know, if there are people out there who have a crush on someone or like someone or, or you're even dating them, it turns out that you can probably guess their favorite kind of music based off of the personality traits that they display. So let's get into that a little bit. So when we look at Psych Central, they mention Professor North and their UK study done um, from Harriet Watt University. And it shows that pop fans display certain characteristics, rock fans display other kinds of characteristics, and this is the same for rap and country music. So let's get into pop music. What are some of the characteristics that are associated with pop music? Well, you have high self-esteem and low creativity. So let's listen to one of the top songs that we have playing in rock, the, the pop world today. Okay, so that was Shivers by Ed Sheeran. And when we move on to rock music, rock music and fans of rock music tend to have characteristics that are associated with low self-esteem and being gentle. And now this is pretty interesting because when you imagine someone like, just take a moment and imagine what someone of pop music I mean, someone of rock music looks like. You probably imagine them having some ripped up jeans and a bunch of tattoos and spiked hair and, and just having a rebellious nature to them. So it's very interesting to know that people who like rock music actually tend to have a more gentle spirit about them. And that's pretty cool. So let's listen to the top rock song that's playing around today. Okay, so that song was called Here Without You by Three Doors Down. So let's get into rap music. Rap music is a little bit similar to pop music as far as the, um, the personality traits. Those who, according to the study, those who enjoy listening to rap music tend to have high self-esteem and enjoy social interactions, enjoy um, being outgoing and things like that. So let's listen to the top rap song that we have playing today. So that one was called Broadway Girls by Lil Durk featuring Morgan Wallen. 
And so the last genre I'm going to be talking about is country music. Now, country music is similar to rap music in that um, those who enjoy country music tend to be outgoing and they tend to have hardworking, like a hardworking trait about them. Like they enjoy pretty much working hard. So let's listen to one of the top country songs that we have today. Stay tuned. If you got a chance, take it, take it while you got a chance. If you got a dream, chase it, cause a dream won't chase you back. If you're gonna love somebody, hold on as long and as strong and as close as you can, till you can. All right, so that was Till You Can't by Cody Johnson. And that is one of the most popular country songs that we have out today. So besides being able to tune out the haters or pretend that you're in a cool music video, music has psychological and physical benefits. And some of the psychological benefits, according to Psychology Today, is to um, listening to music promotes the release of dopamine. Now, dopamine is a neurotransmitter, which is a chemical pretty much that is released in your body that is associated with feelings of being happy and feeling like you've just been rewarded. This usually is released when you eat um, your favorite food or you watch your favorite show or anything that puts you um, in a position to where you feel uh, at peace, let's just say. <laughs> Um, but, uh, uh, having this dopamine release in your brain from listening to music is also a great way to relieve stress. And a lot of people don't know this, but music on the radio and on streaming platforms, they vibrate at 440 Hertz. Now, 440 Hertz is, um very different to the 432 hertz which is said to be the the rate or the frequency at which the universe vibrates and listening to music according to researchers listening to music at 432 hertz is said to promote calmness and clarity and when it comes down to the physical benefits of listening to music music has a way, according to John Hopkins Medicine, music has a way of lowering anxiety and blood pressure. So no matter what music you listen to, whether it's rap, country, R&B, pop, no matter what it is, just make sure that when those standardized tests come rolling around or it's time to clean your room or do something that may be not fun, just make sure you have a nice playlist to vibe with. so much for tuning in to today's episode don't forget to share this episode with those around you 
Donations are always appreciated, so if you'd like to contribute, that information can be found in the description box below, as well as any sources mentioned today. As mentioned earlier, I am not a licensed mental health professional. I graduated from Caldwell University with a bachelor's in psychology, and I'm now a current student at Walden University pursuing my master's in clinical mental health counseling and school counseling. Anything discussed in this episode is opinion-based and shouldn't be used as a scholarly source nor a tool for diagnosis. All right, can't wait to join y'all here again at the Ad Peace Teen Mentoring Podcast. This is Pink Freud signing out, and remember, a healthy mind is a happy mind.